Today on the Business Builders Podcast, we're discussing the importance of branding and how brands can help increase the value of your business. Ron talks about the fact that branding is far too important to leave in the hands of the marketing people, and he identifies CEOs as the real chief branding officers, and I provide a comparison between dating and branding that gives insights into the role that your brand plays in sales. Well, welcome to the Business Builders Podcast. I am Brenton Gallen, one of your hosts. And I'm Ron Tomley, and your other host. And it's great to be here. It's been a little while, hasn't it, Ron? It seems like COVID has uh, stopped us from doing our last podcast. Well, we finally understand the meaning of lockdown here in South Australia. Yeah, well, luckily we're out of lockdown now. I think we've done quite a good job in SA. Yes, I think everyone thinks the, the way that people have handled themselves and uh, handled the situation is admirable for South Australia, and we... We seem to be doing a pretty good job. I agree. And thankfully, we are now back out and about. So we are able to be here with you today. We were going to do it via phone, but we thought we'd do it in person because it's better to do a podcast when we're face-to-face talking to you. Yeah, and the interaction is always better uh, face-to-face, I find. I I love Zoom and what it's done for us, but give me face-to-face every time. Yeah, I agree. I'm thankful for Zoom, but I really enjoy talking to people face-to-face. You get a lot out of it. We're here to talk with you today about the importance of branding. Ron and I have been discussing this for a while, and it's just such an important part of not only the businesses that we run, but also our individual networks that we create and the way we interact with people and the way we're known, because your network is based on what people think of you and your ability to get things done. And that, Ron, comes down to brand. Yeah. And, I, and the problem is, I, I think that branding is such a misunderstood area of business endeavor that, yeah, hopefully we can clear some of that up today. Okay. So let's start with this question. Why should we as business people bother with branding? It is the fundamental question of branding. I I think the the problem that people have in looking at this concept of branding is they know it's part of marketing and they think there's so many other things I need to do in marketing, get my message out there, increase sales, get people to look at me, that There's so many other distractions that branding sort of falls by the wayside because, quite frankly, it's something that big businesses do. I don't understand it. I know I've got to pour lots of money into it, or that's what I perceive. And people think that, well, I can can just put this to one side, and when I get to it, then I'll put some effort and time into branding, not realizing that, quite frankly, you have a brand whether you like it or not. It's whether you're managing that brand and whether it's an asset for you or becoming a liability. That's the question. That's true. And some people don't understand it or see the value in it at all. Thus, when things get tough in the money markets, as we've seen with COVID, people start doing one of two things. They'll either stop spending money on their branding and marketing and other activities that they see as not being so critical to business, and they'll spend money on the things that they think are critical to business. Now, I would argue, in line with what you're saying, that branding is massively important to business. When people ask me, you know, why is, why is branding so important? I often use this line, marketing is like asking people out on a date and branding is why people say yes, because it kind of encapsulates what kind of a business you are, what kind of a person you are, how you're perceived, et cetera, et cetera. So it's so very important if, because you were talking about, you know, sales earlier, obviously, if you want to sell something, you need to have trust. If you're going to get trust, you have to have some sort of reputation in the market. And that brand is critical in actually helping build a perception of you and your products in order to be able to sell, in order to be able to function in the business community. 
Yeah, I, look, it, we think about our own personal reputation mm-hmm. as being something we jealously guard, mm-hmm. and really, a brand is nothing more than your corporate representation, our uh, corporate uh, reputation, and everything that goes into making that reputation. Um, so the the brand is not the end result, which is the reputation. The brand is everything you do to create that, and it's not. When you think about your reputation, where does that exist? It doesn't exist in your head. It exists in the heads of all the people. That's actually a really good point. I like it. That you have a reputation with. Your brand exists in the minds of the audience that you're directing that brand towards. And that, I have to say, is mainly understood to be customers. But the truth of the matter is, that's only one facet of the brand that you have. There are many facets because there are many audiences Mm. or your reputation, and it could it could be suppliers, mm. it could be employees. So there's an internal brand. Yes, it could be the regulator and the government. Mm. There's a whole gamut of audiences that you direct your brand towards, and you might they might have slight nuances depending on the audience you're directing it towards. But at the end of the day, it's still the reputation of your organization, your product or service. Think of it in that way; it becomes a lot more. A lot easier to understand. Yeah, so brand is basically built then on every single interaction that you have with any other person anywhere. That's right, and it's so yeah, you know that, that that's a that's a incredibly important point mm. about branding because, uh, and we'll talk about this in tips later on. Mm. It's not just about the logo, and and <laughs> I, you know the first thing that that I'd like to dispel in this discussion is when people talk about rebranding, they're really talking about rebadging. To a large extent, rebranding comes down to a different look or feel to the the physical manifestations of how I represent myself. And it's really interesting. How do you think people get to that and actually know that it's time to rebrand? Well, sometimes um, I I think it's just boredom on their part. You think? I think a lot of times people say, you know, we've had this brand for a while. Uh, I think I need something new and modern. It's a feeling that they have. Look, I think that happens sometimes, but because- from the work I've done in the past, I experience this a lot. The business changes. The business it's a good point. develops in some fashion because I, my interpretation and way of explaining this is, and I think you've done this really already, is to explain that a brand is much like a person. So when you, know, you meet somebody, they have an impression on you, the way they talk, the way they dress, the way they hold themselves, the way they smell, the whole gamut. And sometimes, you know, when you meet someone, you've already heard about them from other people because people talk. So you'll have potentially formed an impression. So sometimes you won't have met them. So it comes down again to the way they look and interact and talk with you. Sometimes you'll have a pre-existing kind of impression. And I think businesses that have moved on, and particularly when salespeople kind of start coming back to the office and they're like, we really need to update and get our messaging right to help me be able to sell, it starts to become self-evident within a business. And I know already some of the tips we're going to talk about, so it'll make that clearer, but it's when when something changes or when the business begins to mature, the look needs to keep up. It's like a child growing, you know, you need to redress them, you need to buy new clothes for them as they grow because they outgrow what they're in. So it's, a, it's about evolving. 100%. And the brand needs to evolve with you. I, I think one of the problems with branding and, and a lack of understanding of branding comes from the fact that we all know we want to increase the value of our business. Yes. So how does a brand help me to increase the value of my business? The answer is, if it helps me perform better in my marketplace, it can increase the value of my business. Precisely. Now, 
I'm not going to, I won't go into what the accountants will tell you in terms of um, uh, how do you increase the, the value of your business. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say that if I can increase the performance in my marketplace, mm-hmm. then I can increase the value of my business. How, do, how does a brand help you do that? Well, number one, it gets you, it allows you to put your, mar- uh, your products into the marketplace and have people take them up more quickly. Example, um, XYZ Corporation comes up with a new piece of software, mm. um, puts it out into the marketplace, nobody takes it up. Or it's a hard slog to get it into market. Oh, absolutely. And just ask any developers about that. Take the same piece of software and put the Microsoft label on it and suddenly it goes off. Yeah, because there's a saying, no one got fired for buying IBM, right? No one got fired for buying Microsoft either. Absolutely. So there is already an understanding and an expectation of what that means. And just think about that too, though, because those companies have done years and years and spent millions and millions in establishing their brand. Yeah, and and that's, that's the whole point. They have done the hard work to get people to understand who they are and what to expect when something comes out from them. Yes. Okay, so number one, you can already see that having a brand makes a difference between getting a product into the marketplace and getting market acceptance of that. Yes. Um, secondly, you can you can put a premium on your product, mm. right? I can go and buy a shirt at Kmart, business shirt at Kmart for, what, 20 bucks? Yep. I can go up the road to David Jones mm-hmm. and buy a, a shirt that's probably made in the same factory, mm. same material, same quality, but has a little polo player on it. Yes. I'll pay $135 for the same shirt. Yep. Why would I pay $135? Well, from the perspective of the the marketer, fantastic. Mm -hmm. They're willing to pay a premium. What value is there for the customer? The value is in what that polo player says on behalf of them. Yeah, social status, fitting in with the right crowd, projecting something about yourself. So there's social value associated with that brand. 100%. Okay. So- why would that, you know, I, unless I'm a, a you know, really egotistical pers- sort of person, why is there social value? Because, and what is the value to the individual? The value is the fact that they don't have to say something about themselves, the polo player is saying it. And the interesting thing is that those people are aligning with that brand. That's an important point to remember as well. Yeah, there's that association. Their brand values align with that person, how they see themselves or how they want to be seen. How they want to be seen. Yeah. And that association is is clearly important. They can only do that because there's an established brand that has already been developed. So if we can do that with our business, obviously that'll increase the value because people will want to associate with us. Yep. The other thing that a brand does is every business person knows you don't want to have ups and downs in terms of cash and cash flow. flow yeah the ideal is have a steady cash flow the whole way through wouldn't that uh, be wonderful yeah, that would be fantastic a brand allows you to do that because mm. there's less volatility as a result of having a brand people will come to you more often and they'll come to you regularly as opposed to people who don't have the brands available to them mm-hmm. uh, or a brand available to them and finally the size of your customer base. Mm. Right? If you've got a bigger customer base and a brand helps you develop a bigger customer base, you have greater residual value in the, mm. in uh, in your business. So you know, think about the, the the hard work that people like Optus and Vodafone are doing mm. to try and build the value of their brand, build the, the offering of their brand when they're up against a massive brand already in the form of Telstra. Yeah. Now. You can you have your own opinions of Telstra. Some are good, some are bad. But at the end of the day, one of the things they things they have on their side is that they have this massive customer base that they've taken years to develop. Correct. And I I, I might just 
had a point of clarity, and this is not to uh, say anything that you've said is is not right, but it's the difference. You said that having a brand, right, is the catalyst for those things that we were talking about or contributes to them. It's actually everyone has got a brand. I know this is a small point. So you've got a brand whether you want it or not. Absolutely. And it's about what that brand says about you and says in market because, you know, Telstra is a good example because it was a few years back that everyone hated hating Telstra. And that was a customer service issue and uh, a bunch of other things because, as you know, when you get on the phone to them, you could be there for yonks and yonks and that reputation started to spread even though they said different things. You get the idea. But the brand itself, we went to Telstra because we had to, not because we wanted to. So you really need to focus on developing your brand and your brand extends to actually the things you physically do and the way you interact with people. And th- this is one of the things I said before, one of the, uh, that, I, that I find incredibly annoying is the brand is not the logo. The brand is everything you do in the marketplace. Every interaction you have with your customer is what the brand is And that is will about. be associated with the name and associated with the logo and so forth. So you know, thinking about how how you build a brand mm. it's not just about having a clever logo or having a a, a sexy name mm. it's about everything you do to interact with the target audience That's right. you're talking about and so for those people who are not your marketers or not your communicators in businesses they might be ceos or accountants as you said or staff or frontline workers or whatever it is it the parts that you play in actually helping develop that brand are every interaction that you have absolutely and and um, it's not just even the people interaction. Mm. You know, how do I experience as a customer mm. or how do I experience as a supplier? Let's not just limit it to customer interaction. How do I experience that organization in the way they bill me? Mm. Uh, how do I experience that organization in the credit they offer me? Mm. How do I experience that organization in terms of the policies they have? Mm. Um, how do I experience that organization in in terms of their products and services and their customer service. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, brand is is something that everyone is involved with and business owners can get more involved with. And we'll talk about the tips in a minute, but it's important to understand that. It's not just the logo like we talked about earlier, but it's every part of your business's representation in the market. Yeah. And look, that is most clearly manifest in the marketing communications you have, you know, mm. your advertisements, your collateral material. I'm starting to use marketing jargon here too. You are. Uh, yeah. Um, it, you know, your, your public relations, all that sort of stuff are the stories that people tell. But more important, quite frankly, mm. are the stories people tell at the barbecue mm. about their interactions with mm. No matter how much you say we're fantastic, if what people hear from your customers is they're a dog to deal with, which do you think they're going to believe? And unfortunately- they believe the people at the barbecue, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, unfortunately, because they've established a relationship, they have a mm. reputation with an individual, that's the person they're oh, going that's to why not on, an advertisement. That's why online uh, reviews and so forth are so important and Absolutely. people try to fiddle those as well. Yeah. Uh, and and again, that's, that's part of your brand is what yes, people are is. saying about you out in the marketplace. Every interaction, remember that. So the, the points that we're establishing is that every physical interaction or even just verbal or communication that anyone has with your business is part of how your brand is going to be perceived. I bring it back to that yeah. thing I said and earlier, is, marketing is like asking someone on a date, brand is why people say yes. Yeah. And is, is, it, is that interaction helping to increase the value? In other words, is it building an asset or is it decreasing the value creating a liability. and Well, you know, that's why people spend time on their brand. That's mm-hmm. why people employ people to help them with their brand. 
best example of, I, I can have of that is the years ago when, when Nike had built this wonderful brand about performance and mm. just do it and so on. And then there was this fantastic story about, you know, the use sweatshops in Indonesia. Yeah. Their brand asset went plummeting, yeah. became a liability for them in the marketplace. And unfortunately, that is incredibly true, is that you can you can spend a lot of money building an asset mm. if you let if you allow that asset to be devalued mm. by bad stories, by something getting out. And in this case, it was true. You have years and years of work to do to rebuild the trust in that brand, yep. to rebuild the asset that is your brand. So basically, you know, what we're kind of saying is every single thing that you do funnels into what's called brand perception or brand salience. Well, mm. brand salience is a buzz term for is your brand actually known in market? So we mentioned Microsoft earlier. Obviously, they have a massively high brand salience mm. because they've spent a lot of money getting there. And then there's the brand perception, which is, you know, all of those interactions over time and how have they made people feel about you? How have they made people perceive you? So there's a question, Ron. It's all well and good if you've got millions of dollars to spend on your brand. But what if you're a normal business owner and, you know, brand you understand is important you know, you need to start getting some traction in the market. You need to start getting some salience. You need to work on your brand perception. How do you do it? Well, let's let's go through our six tips. I agree. We want to we want to get to the useful part. So, Ron, why don't you give us your three tips? Okay. Number one, don't neglect it. Understand that you have a brand and you're either building it yes. or being a victim of it. Yes. So that's number one. Spend time thinking about your brand. So even if you're the CEO of a business or the CFO, et cetera, et cetera, and you think there's, you know, other things that are important, you still think, how do you, how do you well, talk just, to these people? And this is no denigration to um, the marketers, but Jack Welch years ago, not that his brand is so fantastic anymore, Jack Welch years ago said, marketing is far too important to leave the hands of the marketing department. I agree with that completely. The CEO is the chief marketing officer. I agree with that completely. And certainly the chief reputation officer. And, you know, the, the opposite can be true. Look at Jeff Bezos as, at the moment. He's trying to rebuild uh, the, the brand of Amazon because of the damage that he has done to that brand. Yeah, as correct. As the chief executive. So advice to CEOs then, I think, and even to boards, let's go one level up. Some companies will just have a, you know, a managing director, but some will have CEOs and boards. Put it in the board notes. Make it a reportable item every month. You know, make it part of your general communications if you don't want to neglect it. Quite frankly, the board will look at the balance sheet on a continual basis mm. and look at how the assets are occurring mm. or declining. Mm. Brand should be just as important, if not more important in some cases, than the physical assets because it's about your performance in the marketplace and how it adds to that. Yeah, and I think the real skill of being able to get that kind of a discussion into the board and make it important to them is to turn the brand conversation into a conversation about numbers. And it is possible to do that, particularly nowadays in our digital world, to see how brand actually is relating exactly to what you're talking about, building the value of the organization. And of course, there's all sorts of different levels you can do that at, but we'll talk about that another time because I think that bears a, a whole podcast actually. So what's your next one? When we talk about brands, we're talking about what's in the heads of your customers. Mm. Okay, so you need to spend time, effort, and you need to, to, to see the value in actively finding out what the brand is in the minds of your customers. Mm. It's like the difference between I have a desire for my brand to be something, Yes, but until I find out what that something is actually, I don't really know. So 
if I go and put a coat on and think this is going to make me look better, mm. then it's not until I look into the mirror. So it's the identity is what I hope for. The image is what I actually see yes. when I look in the mirror. So you've got to spend time actively looking in the mirror uh, for your organization. Go out and find out what's in your customers' heads. Ask them questions. Talk about the interactions you're having. Build the picture of how our brand is perceived in the marketplace. You've got to spend time, money, and effort doing that. And it doesn't come from just from market research, although that's a way of getting a part of the picture. It's about what your people are telling you customers are talking about in their perceptions of you. Yeah, 100%. As we were saying earlier, that then can filter up to you know the board level or the CEO level, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got something tangible you can work with. And to your point, you know, there's often advice if you want to improve yourself, you go out and talk to other people and find out about what they think and you're doing exactly that with your business. And you can also do that, again, you, you can pay people to do that, but you can also arm your staff with questions. So if you've got business development people out in market or sales people or service people, you can load them up with, you know, every client you see, ask them these two questions and we want to report on that. And that's a good way to start getting interactions you know, depending on what those questions are. And, and engaging your own staff. Because yeah. quite frankly, your brand is not just about what the customer says. Your brand is about what your client, uh, your employees say. Well, you have an employer brand. To your point earlier, it's every interaction, right? So it's it's what everyone says about your brand. That's so what's, right. what's your next point? That's two. Okay, third one is make sure that you understand that the brand is more than just your logo. Yeah, 100%. It's not just the re, you know the rebranding I talked about before. It's not just the pretty pictures. It's about every interaction. It's about everything that you do and having a mindfulness about how is this going to be perceived? How is this going to influence people's perceptions? Whatever the audience is, mm. like I say, it could be suppliers. It could be regulators. It could be your own employees because, as I said, you have an employer brand. Mm. How do people talk about you in terms of your reputation as an employer? That's part of your brand. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Ron, because that's like saying the way someone looks is the whole picture. You know, they often say, don't judge a book by the cover. It's what's on the inside. So the logo and the branding is just the cover, but it should reveal, if it's done correctly, it should reveal part of what's on the inside because, you know, there's truth in brand and that truth, because regardless of what you say, if you... If your marketing and advertising project one thing and people find something different on the inside, it destroys your brand in seconds. So what's in market, that logo, that the way things look should be a representation of, you know, preview of coming attractions. This is what you're going to find when you deal with us. That's right. That's right. It's it's the, the opening invitation to experience what we say we're going to deliver. Yeah. So it sets the expectation. Sets the expectation. That's great. I love that. Okay. okay. So it's over to your three now. Excellent. Well, mine are pretty much just building on what we've already said. One, I believe, is you really need to educate all the staff within your business about your brand and, and what you stand for. So we often talk about vision and values and, and so forth, and that might be business strategy, but communicating those values and what the brand means, how we should interact with people is a really important part of actually getting your brand to be experienced by your customers because all the staff should be on the same page. I've worked with different companies where when we've done brand updates and so forth, we've done roadshows all around Australia, educating all their staff, giving them materials, talking to them even about, you know, this is how we speak on the phone. These are the kind of things we're going to say. This is a question. This is the way we answer it. So some companies really take that to the nth degree. And I think companies that do it really well 
keep an open conversation with their staff and keep talking about brand in terms of educating them so that everyone's on the same page. So that's tip number one. Yeah, uh, and again, I, I couldn't agree with you more because <laughs> it's a, it's like breathing. You breathe out and you breathe in. Yeah, You have the experience the customer has. You bring that into the organization. You modify so that the experience the next time is more authentic. I hate to use that word authentic because it's been bandied around, but the truth of the matter is your brand should be about who you really are. And that only comes from making sure customer, uh, the, your employees interact with the various audiences that I talked about before mm. in a consistent. Yeah. And look, that really brings me to my next tip, which is actually recognizing that your brand is alive. You know, you said don't neglect it earlier. If you neglect it, it's like neglecting any kind of creature, animal, person, whatever else, you neglect them, they become malnourished, they start to act up, they, they're not getting what they need, so therefore they go looking for it. Your brand, whether you do something about it or not, exists. And you need to actually give it the attention that it's due. You need to be aware that it's alive. So when you're aware something's alive and that it's active and that it's doing something, you actually then take more notice of it and you help it grow, particularly if it's close to you, you know, it's part of your family or whatever, you take care of things. So your brand is living and active. Be aware of that and understand that you need to give it attention. Yeah. And it goes back to that point, don't neglect. Yes. And look, again, you know, when people think about brand, they often think, well, that's the marketing department or I got to employ expensive people to talk about this. Well, you don't actually. My last tip is pretty much related to what we were talking about with the CEO and boards and, and really having that brand as a conversation that's on the table. Good companies really, you know, they might monthly have you know, an all-in or a conversation or in their teams, depending on how big they are, where they can actually talk about brand and you make brand part of the conversation. Because if you keep something as part of the conversation, then it actually gets the attention it deserves. And brand doesn't need to be a scary thing for people who don't understand it. Let's think about it in terms we've been talking about. It's about perception. It's about the way we interact with people. It's about the experience we give people. So we can talk about those things in a tangible sense by getting information from people and then like from our staff, and then talking to our staff about the kind of experiences we want to give and how we want to build that in our interactions with our customers and suppliers and so forth. So again, the last tip is make brand a regular part of the conversation in your business. And, and, and uh, you're not going to neglect something that you're talking about all the time. That's correct. Well, Ron, that pretty much brings us to the end. I think we've been talking quite a while on this. It's a big topic, obviously. Oh, and, and it brings up all sorts of other things that we should be talking about, like communication within organizations. Yeah, 100%. So uh, I think we've, we've uncovered a couple of other topics for our podcast in the future. Correct. But we'd like to hear from other people about what they think. We always want to hear from other people, and we've been getting some people talking to us about the podcast, which has been quite good. So the one thing we need to also make people aware of, this show has a couple of sponsors, Ron. Yes, it does. So tell us a little bit about those sponsors. Well, we've got SA Business Builders. Now, we luckily had our last SA Business Builders just before the lockdown here in Adelaide. That was good. That was a fantastic event. Yeah, it was actually. Everyone saw it as a bit of a last bastion because lockdown was announced later that week. The the next day. day, yeah. Yeah. Wowee. We've got the team at Nucleus. They've been kindly supporting us for since the beginning of the podcast, really. And we've got Adaptco, which is my new business. And how's that going? Well, interestingly, I've been 
extremely busy, busier than I thought I would have been. So I'm pretty pleased with that. And I haven't had time to work on my brand, Ron. I'm, I didn't want to tell you. I, <laughs> I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. I, I know. This podcast was for me that I have to spend some time and attention on, on the brand, right? And let's make sure we don't leave it too long before the next one. No, we won't. We're going to do this every fortnight, COVID willing, I think. Well, yeah, we do have to be aware of that as well. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me, Ron. We will see everyone next time. As Ron said, if you want to raise a topic that you'd like us to speak about, please just reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can direct message Ron Tomlian or Brenton Galland. And until next time, bye for now. Bye for now.